Hello everyone. Boy, did I miss you all and did I miss doing this. Hey guys. We are back. It's your hosts, Abby and Daniela. Back from the dead. No, not really back from the dead, but kind of. We gotta play that Eminem song. Guess who's back? Oh! Back again. Yes! <laughs> I love that song. Guys, uh, this is gonna be so exciting. Uh, so much has happened in the news and all around the world, um, but I do not want to waste a second because our favorite spooky month is almost over and... I'm ready to just jump right into it. So throughout history, we have seen the true monsters are human, capable of unspeakable acts. We create active sites with spirits whose souls are trapped or simply left here in a never-ending loop where they've experienced horrors in their everyday lives. I covered the Waverly Hill Sanatorium a while back because I have always considered it a must-see. Um, it's on my bucket list to visit at some point, and I can bet it's haunted based on what went down there decades ago. Hospitals are supposed to take care of their patients, no matter the ailment, and once again, I'll be covering a place that lets them down. But this one is far worse in my opinion. Today, I'll be covering the Pinhurst Asylum. Fantastic. Woo! So the very sad truth is the history of mental illness itself. So many have suffered not only from a genetic disorder, but also the mistreatment of people in society and even doctors. The misunderstanding of what they had, plus the naturally occurring evil in the world, created this place. I used a few different websites and I felt conflicted because I found out that they made a haunted house in one of the buildings and it just seems very like distasteful and like I don't know I don't know how other people feel about it really but I was reading that a lot of people agree that it's kind of disrespectful to use a place with such a dark history mm -hmm. and just put a haunted house in it so I don't know but I mean going to tour it or going to go yeah see it specifically because you think it's haunted wouldn't True. that be the same thing though like kind of but i mean i, I kind of feel making like money off of it is right exactly and i'm sure like the actors are told to act insane do you know what i'm trying to say oh, and it's, yes. it's a place I where you, you know what i mean like it just yes. feels weird to me yes now I so but yeah, um, the history of this place shouldn't allow like such a distasteful use of the grounds. Um, I'm a haunted house addict as much as the next, but it's just my opinion that it's disrespectful, especially with using mental illness to scare people. Uh -huh. um, there's there's already like such a stigma around it. Like fictional insane characters, I can bite my tongue and just be like, okay, it's just a character they're playing. But knowing that there were actual people suffering there without treatment, it just feels weird. So had to clear the air on that one, but here we go. So I started to mention earlier, people with disabilities were placed here because I guess family members didn't know how to handle these individuals and their special mm -hmm. cases. However, the range of cases varied so greatly that it didn't do any good for a single person, not even the staff. Um, so I put the word patients in quotes because in addition to disabled people, Immigrants, orphans, homeless people, and those with lighter forms of ADHD were placed here, as well as the blind, the mute, and the deaf. Oh, I would definitely be there, dude. Same. And it's so scary to think that way. Like, we would just be all lumped together. 
And people who are very sensitive to like stimulus, like sound and noise, like um, auti- like autism or like mm-hmm. Down syndrome, people like that would be lumped together with very intense cases of like insane people. So it's just yelling and like very scared. I, I feel just very sad thinking about how scared they must have been. Yeah. A lot of them were children. Like I'm talking six months old to <gasps> five-year-olds to teens, like all ages were lumped all together. Um, I don't think they stayed in the same building at all times, but they definitely shared common spaces and they weren't like watched. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have supervision the entire time. So do they have who like, knows what could have range? happened? I don't know how their scheduling worked like specifically, but I'm pretty sure uh, you were either shackled to a bed for hours on end or like you were just roaming around. Uh, so it's just, there weren't enough staff and enough like compassionate people. Right. Just wait. I haven't even, Oh, there's so much. So it's definitely very uneasy. So trigger warning now, it's going to be a very sensitive and like dark subject material that I'm going to be covering. Um, so here we go. In those days, if you were completely normal and perfect in the eyes of the family, you might've been fine, but as we know, normal and perfect doesn't exist, so a lot of people ended up at this place. Pinhurst State School was originally named the Eastern Pennsylvania Institution for the Feeble-Minded and the Epileptic, and that already is, like, prob- like problematic, because mm-hmm. feeble-minded, like, hello. So now at this time, the building of this institution was thought of as a very progressive thing at the time, because where where else were they going to go? They They weren't really dealing with mental health during the 18th and 19th century. So it was very early on. And so they thought, well, we're building a building for people. So we're doing something. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, nobody else is dealing with this. So this is great, right? They had no idea the kind of damage that they would inflict on human beings. Or maybe they did, but who would care? The reality was this was a form of forced segregation, but not only that, it was a way to keep these individuals from reproducing. By taking them out of society, they were preventing them from starting families and living normal lives. This is called eugenics, and the definition, according to Oxford, is... The study of how to arrange reproduction within a human population to increase the occurrence of heritable characteristics regarded as desirable, developed largely by Sir Francis Galton as a method of improving the human race, eugenics was increasingly discredited as unscientific and racially biased during the 20th century, especially after the adoption of its doctrines by the Nazis in order to justify their treatment of Jews, disabled people, and other minority groups. So sad horrible very dark point in in history all around the world um Mm -hmm. eugenic policies may lead to a loss of genetic diversity further a culturally accepted improvement of the the gene pool may result in extinction um due to increased vulnerability to disease reduced ability to adapt to environmental change and other factors that may not be anticipated in advance Um, heartbreaking and unethical practices but we haven't even hit the surface yet In the 18th century, people with illness and disabilities were labeled as defectives, and Pinhurst was almost like a miracle solution because people were even sold to bidders for who knows what, whenever they were just like, um, I guess they would go around and gather these quote-unquote defectives and then like put them up for sale for who knows what, I guess just to get rid of them. What about like for freak shows? 
And yes, good point. Good point. Um, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. Because it could have been like somebody was born without limbs or, you know, just anything mm -hmm. that was not. Yeah, exactly. So you're right. And I'm using the Pinhurst Memorial and Preservation Alliance website, preservepinhurst.org for this part. Just because people could be housed here doesn't mean they were cared for and even the way of being cleaned. Compassionate individuals would volunteer to wash the residents on the weekends because guess what? Work hours were weekdays only and no overnight staff was kept. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. And there's babies like, uh, so if a what resident had some kind of, yeah, I know. So if a resident had some kind of emergency during the night or the weekend, they had to wait until Monday morning. Pretty awful. How the fuck does that even? Uh, just, I can't even imagine. Um, state budget was state budget. So that's just the excuse that they used. There wasn't enough staff because they didn't have the money to pay them. I guess I watched, um, I know. I watched BuzzFeed Unsolved and Ryan and Shane went to the hospital and discussed the history as they do and they walked around and of course um, the skeptical Shane didn't like have anything happen to him but Ryan did so he was like so scared the whole time but Ryan mentioned that each resident cost was around $5.90 per day and that includes like that includes meals so like what's left for washing and like how much water they use and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and at the same time in history, zoos were spending about $7 per animal, which still doesn't seem like enough even for animals, but it's more than the residents. Like, ugh. Yeah. <sighs> and the number of residents uh, shot to thousands when they weren't even properly prepared for the few. So patients even cared for one another. The worse off patients had help from their peers. Very sad. Yeah. That, what the fuck? Like... Yeah, it's really messed up. Humanity shone through the darkness with the help of patients and overworked staff and the resilience of the human spirit won this battle. There were court cases, of course, and in Halderman versus Pinhurst, the conditions were laid out and I'm going to read a few of them. Terry Halderman was a resident that filed this case action lawsuit. She suffered about 40 injuries while she lived there, a broken jaw, broken finger and cracked teeth and Former resident Roland Johnson stated in his autobiography that it smells like feces, rats crawling, roaches crawling all over, oh. feces and pee on the floor, flies coming in the windows. What the fuck? Oh my God. And I'm, uh, yeah, it's like, ugh, I can't even. So some of these excerpts from the ca court case are no psychologists are on duty at Pinhurst at night or even over the weekend. Thus, if a resident has an emotional crisis, he or she may go without treatment until the next morning or until the weekend is over. Restraints are used as control measures in lieu of adequate staffing. They can be physical or chemical. The physical restraints range from placing the individual into a seclusion room to binding the person's hands or ankles with muffs or posies. Posies, P-O-S-E, I can't read. Um, <laughs> the binding of the individual to a better chair and chemical restraints are usually psychotropic, like tranquilizers. Uh-huh. Seclusion rooms have been used to punish aggressive behavior. One 18-year-old individual spent six consecutive days in seclusion in 1974 for assaulting a Down syndrome resident. 
What the fuck? Um, Often physical restraints are also used due to staff shortages. An extreme example is a female resident who, during the month of June 1976, was in a physical restraint for 651 hours, five minutes for the month of August. And 1976 was in physical restraints for... 720 hours during September, and it just keeps naming how often she was put into restraints. What the fuck? And that was in the 70s. Right. It's not even that long ago, if you really think about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't believe we were treating human beings like this. This resident was so extremely self-destructive, she totally blinded herself. So just, ugh, just awful. So there's plenty more um, examples, horrific examples of things that went on. In Pinhurst on the preservepinhurst.org website. It's very uh, thorough with the history and everything. So if you're interested, go check that out. I'm not reading all of them, like I said. So here we go. Um, Pinhurst first opened its doors in November of 1908. It's located in Spring City, Pennsylvania, eventually occupying 1,400 acres um, of buildings that were constructed as they went, I guess. I don't think they constructed all of it all all at once and they just kept adding to the grounds women were kept separately at some point beginning in 1916 and other buildings had specific functions as well and this was to you know prevent pregnancy and stuff like that and i forgot to mention that even criminals were placed here so that's scary and unsafe that is uh, I guess whenever they didn't know what to do with somebody they just brought them to pinhurst yeah fuck it just throw them over there Right. Um, And then under all the buildings, there were tunnels that connected them all. Um, And by 1913, the Commission for the Care of the Feeble-Minded was created, stating that residents posed a danger to the public peace. The majority of the residents were children, and um, that's from onlyinyourstate.com. School was part of the name, but there was no educating going on. In the 1960s, there were a little over 3,000, still mostly children, It was severely overcrowded with administrators stating that the facility should only house 1,800 patients max. And uh, get this, there were only nine medical doctors, 11 teachers to like take care of everybody. Yeah, just awful. And of course, you know, nurses and the staff were, they would, you know, get frustrated and they would cruel, like cruelly punish them. And just 200 patients had therapeutic treatments, so most of the patients weren't getting any kind of help at all. They were just living there and suffering and deteriorating and getting worse than they were when they arrived, pretty much. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, It's just scary to think that you literally um, were left to like if nothing was mm-hmm. technically wrong with you like you were able to like take care of yourself like you couldn't even fucking do that you literally were like mm-hmm. thrown into right. a slum basically and you had yes. to fucking fend for yourself around all exactly. of these people that are scared and hungry and mm-hmm. some of them mm-hmm. technically did need to be on medication or something you know and Right. The, the ones that did, like, that's scary, too. And then the uh, criminals, like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Yeah, just just horrible. And um, I in that court case, one of the uh, excerpts read, um, oh, what was it? I just forgot. It just left my brain. Um, oh, that they had a toilet training 
program, but if even if they successfully made it through the program, they didn't have access to toilets all the time. So it would just completely like undo itself if somebody got potty trained or whatever. So that's why the feces and pee thing was just like a, a major issue. It's just lack of resources, lack of attention. So yeah, it's it was awful. Um, so they say that the budget was the excuse and if they had less, maybe it might have been better. But many argue that even with the budget and staff, the conditions may not have improved anyway. Mm-hmm. According to Wikipedia, the system in the facility went as follows. Um, residents were classified into mental categories of imbecile or insane. And okay, that's so rude. And into physical categories of epile- epileptic or healthy and into dental categories of good, poor, or treated teeth when admitted. Mm-mm. And then they were given jobs. Um, They were given like duties, I guess. So the branches of industry which residents were assigned to were mattress making, shoe making and repair, grading, farming, laundry, domestic duties, sewing, baking, butchering, painting and working in the store. Um, I forgot to mention they they had a little store that they could like go and buy things from. So it was kind of like a little town, which is very creepy when you think about it that way. Because yeah. like you said, they're just left to fend for themselves, but they had everything they needed there. So people from the outside weren't really getting to see what was going on. It was very secluded. Yeah. Because they would provide their own stuff, whatever they needed, which wasn't enough, obviously. So the nation was horrified when the truth was displayed for every TV family to witness. A series by Bill Baldini, a local reporter called... Suffer the Little Children aired in 1968. He investigated the state school, giving a firsthand look. um, And although it was only 30 minutes long, it stuck with so many. They were like in segments of five minutes each or something. And he would go into the facility and try to talk to the residents. And it's just very heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Children in metal cages or tied to beds, lying in their own waste for days. So dehumanizing and difficult to watch. I have not seen it. Um, I don't know if I ever will see it, but it is on YouTube. Uh, It's probably been taken down and put back up several times because of how graphic and real it is. This is not like fake. It's not like watching an episode of Asylum American Horror Story. It's like an actual thing that happened. Right. So now that we discussed the horrors of its history, let's discuss the supernatural presence that lingers. So many innocent lives wasted away in that place. Children with autism and such, they would injure themselves or smear feces on themselves just for attention or for human touch from anyone who cared. Keeping that kind of heartbreak in mind, you can understand how the suffering could trap a soul. It was literally hell on earth. Not to mention the cruel punishments, drugged into submission, chained, unfed, isolated in solitary confinement for long periods of time, losing their will to speak, and all the chemicals boiling their brains in the over-medication that they were suffering from. Biters lost their teeth upon second offense. Oh my god. Like, even the babies? uh, The dentist chair still sits... I don't know about the babies. I don't know specifics like that, but it's it's a thing that they they for sure did. It's documented that upon a second time of biting someone, their teeth were pulled, all of them, what pull the them all out. Fuck. And that dentist chair still sits down in the tunnels beneath Pinhurst. Mm-hmm. Um, That's creepy. 
Yeah, for real. And uh, I think that's from TravelChannel.com, so I'm using some of that now. Family members who didn't completely abandon their patients would visit and make reports on the bruising and the filth, but to no avail. Outsiders couldn't do anything about the system that had no compassion for these people, these children. And also all adults were often referred to as children as well, um, Mm -hmm. simply for their disabilities. So it's just very degrading. And who really knows the real abuse that occurred behind those doors, Um, the beatings and the rape and even death. Um, undocumented or unreported. I'm pretty sure there's a cemetery on the grounds too. So it's like they never left for real. Mm, that is so sad too. God damn it. <sighs> yeah. Very heartbreaking. I didn't know that. When I, I read some, because I have known about this place forever, but when I was reading this stuff, it was just like so jarring. Mm-hmm. There was a doctor whose name was actually Dr. Fear. And um, <laughs> Dr. Satan. I- for real. I know that's literally how it is. It seems like it's not real. Um, but on real life villains dot M I R A H E Z E dot org, Jesse Fear, he was born December thirtieth, nineteen ten, and died January tenth, two thousand one. He's an American physician and was the former head resident physician of Pennhurst State School and Hospital. He was notorious for deplorable treatment towards his patients, such as placing patients of normal intellect among the profoundly mentally challenged, isolating them from their peers, and eventually given to submission. He would break break down people who had lesser um disabilities i guess and he would put them with the extremely disabled to break them down and kind of like scare them and whenever a patient would misbehave dr fear would give them the most painful injection around that wouldn't do any harm to the patient so it wasn't like a permanent damage kind of injection but it hurt them like really badly and often forcefully and after this act, uh, Dr. Fear was given a 30-day suspension. It's unknown what other acts he committed upon resumption, as sadly, any further records have been lost to time. He showed no remorse or regret for his actions and even showed delight when one of his patients really hit their head on the ceiling following a painful injection. Wow. So he just enjoyed torturing mentally disabled children pretty much. It was just awful. And he, so, you said he died in 2001? Yeah. He was fucking 91 years old? I know. He fucking, he lived way too long in my opinion. Yeah, for real. But <laughs> unless he suffered the remaining time that he was alive for whatever reason, I hope it was at least guilt, but... Right. If not, kind of hope they treat. This is horrible. Have you seen? Um, have you seen that movie, Diary of a Mad Black Woman? Yes, I love that movie. Um, I do too. But it's it's pretty mean. Whenever she has him in the bath and he's like drowning because he's in a wheelchair. Do you remember that part? She like has to come take care of her ex husband and after everything he did to her. Oh yes. So I'm like hoping Doctor Fear was like. He could barely move and people were just mean yes, to him because that's yes, what he deserves. Yes. Anyways, um, so the documenting of the poor treatment of individuals created a stir, of course, and sympathetic public leading to a massive lawsuit. And in 1977, the school was found guilty of violating patients' constitutional rights. It took nearly 20 years, though, to completely shut down the facility after the public was shown what was going on through the um, Suffer the Little Children series. Mm-hmm. By this time, the facility housed around 3,700 patients. Oh, my goodness. 
it fluctuated though so I don't think by the time it closed there was still that many but at some point that many total had been there uh -huh. um it was closed in 1987 um it was left abandoned and in the same state that pretty much the residents lived in so it it always looked like it was abandoned in other words unbelievably dirty and filled with filth as if condemned from the public from its beginning but people lived like that and it is now privately owned and they're hoping to restore everything and of course like I mentioned there's a haunted house in one of the buildings now where they pay and you know actors go and scare you but they allow like investigation teams to go in other parts of the of the hospital and run their own little investigations mm -hmm. And thing is certain in my opinion, not all ghosts are hired actors. Owners claim to hear footsteps slamming doors, sounds of vomiting coming from empty rooms, and witness a girl roaming the halls. And I'm going to mention more of the haunts in a second. Let me jump back to my source. I'm going to use weirdnewjersey.com, weirdnj.com. So here are some of the findings. There's different buildings. So in the Quaker building, numerous shadows manifest and dissipate at will. These shadows include what appeared to be a small female child with long black hair, a hunched over presence with long dangling arms, and the mm -hmm. upper portion of bodies looking over or around obstacles. So they'll like kind of peek out at you from behind something. Oh, Doors and a rocking chair have moved without anyone being near them. Investigators have been shoved from behind hard enough on a stairway to leave a deep red mark on the small of their back. Investigators have been scratched on the arm by unknown objects when they were not by anything or close to any walls. Objects being propelled in the basement, such as a pry bar, some sort of brass fixture, and others... Um, other unknown objects that obviously are kind of heavy, like they can't just fly off on their own. Um, multiple EVPs, electronic voice phenomena, as well as EMF spikes throughout the building when there is no electric supplied to any building there. And a psychic medium, Sharon Pugh, has felt multiple energies there, including either demonic force, either a demonic force or a past life that wasn't a very nice person. In the Limerick building, the apparition of a woman in an old-style nurse's uniform was observed by a firefighter, police officer, and a Marine. Um, so they wouldn't lie. I don't think about anything like that. Uh, multiple EVPs have been taken there. The Devon building, unknown sounds and multiple EVPs. The Mayfla Mayflower building, shadow people seen multiple times. EVPs captured. Investigators have been touched in this building. The Tinicum building... Multiple EVPs, investigator had their legs touched. That means there's children. Oh, God. Or people who couldn't walk. That's Stop very it. sad. Stop it. I'm just, yeah, this is literally like, um, I don't want to call it like a haven for ghost hunters, but like, I feel like this is the most active. Like, there's not like one room that's va very active. It's like the whole place you're going to feel or see something. Something, yeah. Um, the Philadelphia building, loud sounds and voices heard coming from the building. Investigators surrounded the building and entered it via the tunnel system. No one was in the building, nor could they have fled without being observed. The administration building, multiple voices heard at various times and EVPs caught of what appears to be a toilet flushing. This building has no running water or bathroom fixtures. Hershey building, investigator heard a female child voice on the third floor. So, <clears throat> um, here we go. Let me go back to my notes here. So, 
So many paranormal investigations have taken place and continue to take place today. There are countless EVPs with recordings capturing voices saying things like, go away, I'll kill you, we're upset, why do you come here, I'm scared, why don't you leave? The Shore Paranormal Research Society, SPRS, they are the Ocean County, New Jersey-based team um, and have become the official group to lead investigations in this um, facility. And some of these are their findings from several areas, the ones that I just read. And there are four individual ghosts discussed in a book of hauntings by Tamara Lawrence, who worked in the Mayflower building, I think in like 2011, so pretty recently. And the first ghost she mentions is Howie, a little boy who lives on the second floor, and he plays with a Fisher-Price airplane. Mm-hmm. There's a shadow man seen in the bathroom and the common room, and he is called Fisher. And Fisher is actually a name on the wall of one of the cells. There are photos with him supposedly in them because he's a shadow person. So if it's a shadow person, it's probably Fisher. There's a little girl who roams around the second floor and is seen often. And there are reports of an angry nurse who hangs around the art room and people feel needles poke them. Oh. Uh, And it's supposed, yeah, it's supposedly her. So she's probably giving you some kind of shot. Get Um, back in your room. Can you imagine? I can't. I just had a thought, which might be slightly controversial, but um, Mm -hmm. what if all these people, let's say like the ones that were, um, that actually did have some sort of mental disability, um, what if they, the things that they thought that they saw or like heard was all the investigators that are there now? You know what Whoa. I mean? Like they they were clairvoyant in their time? Yes. I often think of that. Like the time has looped around for certain people. Yes. And overlapped. Because Very of the scary. answers or because of the responses that they were getting. Like, why did you come here? Like, yeah, that's what made me think of it. Like, Interesting. Mm-hmm. I have a similar thought. I think I mentioned it later in my notes. But if I don't, maybe it'll come to me. But um yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. That's that's a possibility that some people are disabled in some aspect, but have some kind of gift in other ways where they can see through dimensions or something, yes. something that allows them to see. I don't know. It. Yes. I don't know how to explain it, but I know what you're saying. Yes. Very scary and very sad because, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's going to listen, especially back then. Right. To, to things like that. Mm-hmm. So the Mayflower building is very active, but the most active floor in the Mayflower building is the third floor where dorms held patients. And um, in that BuzzFeed episode, which is on YouTube, Ryan walks through the floor with a ghost box, which remember a ghost box is a device that scans through radio stations and the spirits form words using the stations. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounded like people were talking to each other but also they were they were answering his questions. But there was a, a woman's voice who said her name was Bree. And she's talking to someone named Jeff. And at one point she says, Jeff, please. And I'm wondering if she was trying to tell Jeff not to hurt Ryan. <gasps> that freaked me out when I thought of it that oh, way. Because, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Or, or maybe he had hurt Bree. Or she was, like, afraid of Jeff. I don't know. It just seemed very, like, a weird thing to say. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, That's 
scary. So yeah, y'all go check that out on YouTube and let me know what you think. Cause it just, it seems like, I don't know if Jeff was like um, a scary guy or what, but anyways, and I haven't mentioned this too much yet, but there are violent beings here who apparently push you and scratch you. And people have been breaking into this abandoned hospital for years and done some trespassing. And there are symbols and other things left behind that suggest the public is messing with the occult in this facility. Mm. So that's not a good idea, nor is it respectful, but like they're pretty much inviting demons into a place where there's already so much darkness. And I'm sure those demons like feed on that and they might be torturing the poor souls that are stuck there. Like that's horrible. Yeah. Imagine you finally are like comfortable, like there's no scary ghosts around you anymore. And then all of a sudden there's a demon and you're like a ghost trapped there with the demon, like always scared of it. Like that's horrible to think about. That is scary. So anyways, don't do that, guys. That's mean. The hospital's brutal history has, of course, been inspiration for things like Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by Guillermo del Toro, the movie, and um, American Horror Story Season 2, Asylum, was also inspired by Penhurst, which is my favorite season next to Coven. Um, I still haven't seen the full thing. Really interesting. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite season. I don't know why. It's pretty twisted, but I I liked that season. Strange good that's what i hear so what else ripley's believe it or not had a team go out there and there was a very specific thing that i wanted to talk about but of course they experienced things like everybody else uh voices and hearing people Mm -hmm. they pretty much said like they don't think it's like foreboding when they ask you to leave um and it made me think of like the ghosts are afraid of the investigators yeah, because that's why I'm saying they think yeah. it's um they're hallucinating this thing and they're like go away like this is why I'm here because of you. Right. That makes sense. Oh man. Oh shit. I, know, I just right? blew And my just own thinking mind. about <laughs> and just thinking about how like scared they must be just breaks my heart like Where? like we want to know they exist but like we're scaring the fuck out of them by being there. It's like, yes. "Oh, they don't have any peace. Um, mm-hmm. But they heard like music coming from one of the rooms and then it just abruptly stopped. So oh, it's all, it almost feels like it is like a time loop, like how the toilet was flushing, things mm-hmm. like that that are just like normal things in their yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can only hear the sounds. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. is so, mm, cannot. Fucking trippy. Um, now. Okay, and then I watched a YouTube paranormal investigation group called Paranormal Quest as they explored the asylum. It premiered on August 29th, 2020. So even now, the activity is very strong. Mm -hmm. And boy, they caught some activity for sure. They used a method called the Estes method at one point where basically one person wears the headphones that are connected to the spirit box. And remember, the spirit box is meant to capture the smaller sounds that we can't hear out loud. So it's like very sensitive. And he has his headphones connected directly to it. So he can only hear the answers, but can't hear the questions that are being asked by the team outside, Mm -hmm. you know, out in the in the hall or whatever right which um that's fucking scary i would not want to be wearing those headphones and a child can be heard at one point and then someone says hello like very clearly that creeped me out and um what else 
Oh, and then Ghost Adventures went and held an investigation, and I found the notes on what happened there. Um, before the investigation even started, a banging sound is heard by Zach and Nick outside of the building, and when they went inside, a large desk was found tipped over, and there were fresh drag marks seen under it. Absolutely not. Visual sighting, moving object. While interviewing, a man who worked there and his friend's son both saw an apparition open and close the blinds in a window. And when they went up to the room, the blinds were actually shown to be behind a heavy metal mesh. So it would have been impossible for anyone to move the blinds. Oh, no. Then during the investigation, footsteps, breathing, door slamming, bangs, female voices, screams, hissing. Hell no. Mm. Um, doors opening and then EVPs saying, go away. Hello. What are you doing? Get out. You've mm -hmm. done it. Sweet. Help me is the one that gets me the most. And then one said the girl did. So like creepy stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so just, just stuff like that. And they're willing, it's like caught on camera and also, you know, how like batteries drain and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they are using that energy to manifest whatever they like. I don't know. Like, if they wanted to leave while they were alive, I'm sure they want to leave now for sure. Lord. And then I have some stories from a Reddit user who works at the asylum as a um, haunt actor for one, one of the buildings. And she just, or I they, mean, they uh, mentioned things that have happened to them. Mm. I think they're like um, part of the haunted house, but they've experienced stuff that isn't part of the haunted house. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so the username is Goddess Lizzie on Reddit, L-I-Z-Z-Y. And someone asked, what has been the most terrifying experience? They said, my most terrifying ghost experience was actually in the admin building in the tunnels underneath it. What is now containment, there was a long hallway that is now a bunk hall. At the time, there was nothing in it except gurneys and old wheelchairs. I was relieving someone for a break, and after they left, I stood in the middle of the hallway beside a gurney waiting for the customers to come in. It was pumped full of fog, so I could barely see, but I knew I was the only one there. Well, about two minutes into being alone, I feel a huge hug on my back, on the back of my shirt, enough to make me stumble back. I whipped around to see if there was anyone there, and there wasn't. When the person came back, I told her about it, and she let me know about the little girl who loves to play with people down there and was connected to the gurney. I now have a tattoo in her honor. Oh, my. Ugh, she got hugged. Being an actor in the haunted house would be scary in itself. Right. I wouldn't want to be by myself. Like, I'm supposed to scare these people, but something is fucking scaring me. <laughs> right. You're like, I'm just trying to work. I don't know what's going on. Right. Mm. I'm trying to get, I'm uh -oh. trying to stay in character, please. <laughs> I know. Seriously, you're getting, you're getting scared. And it's like, I'm not paying for this. The, um, someone said, this is the only place I have even been to that I can say is 100% haunted. I visited here illegally about a dozen times between 2003 and 2008. Shadow people, voices, orbs, things moving. I have seen it all here. One of my old girlfriends has a picture of a shadow figure peeking around a corner in the basement tunnels. Mm -mm. Oh Ugh. my god. That would terrify me. 
fuck all of that shit. Goddess Lizzie says, I have seen, heard, smelled, and felt, and been touched by spirits here. There is a little girl who loves to play with us, a darker entity in the day room in the admin building who I got scratched by while in a straight jacket and who would lock people in lockers and stuff. Shit's crazy. Oh my god. Someone asked, is there a spot in the asylum that is more active than other spots, and what is the saddest thing you know and have you tried to help? Goddess Lizzie says, the Philadelphia building, so bad we are not allowed to go in at all because people were getting pushed down steps, bruised, and hit. And the saddest thing has has to be the spirits of the children. We always try and comfort them by bringing in toys and trying to help them pass on, but their ties are too strong because of where they are buried. Wow, that is so sad. Uh, Someone said, what's your best story? And Lizzie says, my best story was probably two stories in one. The first was during a night where we were acting, my co-actor and I were sitting on the couches in the day room and we see a dark shadow go from the hallway into the lookout tower into the middle of the room. Then 10 minutes later, back from the lookout to the hallway where it came from. It freaked us the fuck out. The next day, I was getting changed in the same room and I could hear footsteps in the room with me. Out loud, I said... Are you the same person from last night? If so, we don't mind you hanging out with us, but just don't scare the shit out of us again. Then I laughed, and as I was putting my stuff in my backpack, I said, just let us know if you want to come hang out. As I was saying that, I heard a th- I heard three heavy footsteps in the hallway, yelled, thank you, and booked it the hell out of there. <laughs> Someone said... Oh, this... She, she phrased this really well, or they phrased this really well. Um... It's closed It's closed and abandoned, um, with a question mark, and Lizzie said, I wouldn't say abandoned. There are still people residing on the premises going about their daily lives on repeat for all, all eternity. Oh. Um, Whoopsie. Oh, a ghost. <laughs> you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, no. Good times. <clears throat> and, uh, okay, I guess my shit's updating all of a sudden good thing i'm almost done um so someone else asked oh their name is tiny little b that's so cute that is they asked asked, (laughs) that makes me feel a little less scared Mm -hmm. um did you ever work night shifts and have you seen anything abnormal during them and lizzie says abnormal no everything that happens there is now normal we just interject a couple of months of the year, but yes, lighting and electronics malfunction, trip lines go off without customers or people being present, and props move. Fuck ah! all of that. Have you seen Hell House LLC? Um, no. It's a I'm good think- movie. I was thinking you of should Hellfest. watch it. Oh no, I haven't seen that one. But I <clears throat> Hell House LLC. It's pretty scary. I suggest it's. I think it's on Tubi or something that's free, but um, that's a good. There's three of them, but the first one's the best. But the props move. They're pretty much setting up a haunted house in this like old hotel, and uh, they have these huge life size clowns, and they end up places where those people did not put them, and it oh, scares me every time. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's a good Halloween Ooh, movie. Y'all, y'all go watch. I know, right? Ugh, so creepy. Now I'm going to have to watch it. God damn it. 
It's good. So putting yourself in that headspace of fear that the patients must have felt being there, you can imagine how scary it feels for them when investigators challenge their existence. They catch some breathing and singing often, and the activity is high from the start of most of the investigations. Batteries get drained, and to me, that's the biggest sign that you that they're there. Because have you, as you've heard before, in order to manifest even just sounds that the living can hear, they have to garner enough energy to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, people don't always trust that the tools used are capturing anything that can be counted as proof. You'd have to go and see for yourself because truly it's what you feel and experience that you trust the most. Okay. So yeah, that was the Pinhurst State School. Fucking terrifying. Mm-mm-mm. That was very good. Thank you. A little rusty. A little rusty? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Or I guess I feel like I am rusty a little bit. I feel pretty good. Um, But yeah. You sound like you have a little pep in your step now. Oh, yes. Okay. So, guys, we had planned to do a giveaway slash contest with these scary stories, but because of how inactive we've been lately, we're going to go ahead and extend that. Um, I've I've been moving. It's just been crazy. So, we're going to extend that and give a few more people some uh, more time to submit their stories and um, please share it around. You know, we want as many stories as we can get our hands on so that it's a completely fair contest. And uh, we will be choosing the winner by the anniversary of our podcast. So that gives us until February, mid-February time. Uh, We'll continue to post updates and reminders. Literally make it up. We just want to be scared. We want to read something original from you guys that's not from the internet, not from Reddit. We just, you know, we want to see what you guys got, and we are going to be selecting a winner in mid-February, so go ahead and let everybody know. It's very exciting. Mm -hmm. We've already had a few submissions, and so far, I've managed to not cheat and read ahead or tell Daniela, like, hey, this one's a really good one. So I'm just Mm -hmm. keeping them all closed in the little DMs in our Instagram. So remember, you can submit your stories to our Instagram at gimmethecreeps, G-I-M-M-E. I already forgot what we're called. Who are we? Who am I? Um, give me the creeps on our Instagram, our Twitter. Um, just submit those stories and we will be reading those out mid-February and selecting the winner, the podcast of in mid-February. So we're not going to read ahead at all. It's going to com- be a complete surprise what the stories even are. So just keep that in mind. We are counting on you guys to scare our socks off. Tear our socks off. Damn. You moved to Oklahoma mm-hmm. and you're just starting to fit right in. Ah, yes. I'm down. Ho- I'm a down home country girl. Uh, boomer soon- Sooners. What do they say down here? I don't know. Oh, I don't know Kelly either. would know. Kelly fucking loves. Uh, okay. Oklahoma, shout out, Kelly. The softball team. Ah, uh, I, I do. I do Center. too. Uh, Yes, they do. I've seen a few tags, and yeah, people are very uh, sportsman-like out here. So far, very friendly. I'm liking it. I am now a Tulsa, Oklahoma resident, and it's not what I expected at all. It's beautiful, and I have no complaints, so feel very welcome. Awesome. Yep, yep. So, um, 
Anywho, it's Halloween, so what the fuck, like, is everybody getting spooky or what's going on? I know COVID has put a damper on a lot of things, but I'm hoping to get a few trick-or-treaters at my door on, what is it, Sunday? Sunday is the day? I think so. I'm sure they'll do it Saturday. Sweet. We will be out there. Oh. Okay. Uh, do I... What about y'all? Do, oh, I don't... Me, us. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know what we're doing. Is this going to be a little butterfly for Halloween or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know what we're doing. They... I decorated the house and shit, and um, they ma- they carved pumpkins yesterday. But um, and awesome. I did that actually. I carved a pumpkin at the beginning of the month. But um, oh yay! Yeah, fun. I- oh, I wanted to tell you about the rando nodding that I did. Oh my god! Please do. Oh Nothing. shit! And that just reminded me something else too. Uh, <clears throat> Go ahead. The only thing that happened. Okay, so for the first time ever that I did it, I went to Comstock. And um, so I was spending the weekend with one of my childhood best friends and Mm -hmm. I, we did it together. So we were, we're literally in the middle of nowhere. So um, it took us to the fucking middle of nowhere and it's a lot, it's off the highway. Like it's literally, we had to pull over to the shoulder of the highway and we were going to walk. Well, I was like, this is the middle of nowhere. How the fuck are we going to get over there? The the exact spot that they took us so along the highway like it's usually the land is like ranches that are on the Mm. edges of the highway right and there there's fence that is like blocking anyone from getting into this land the exact spot that we were at the fucking fence was down like there was a spot where you could walk through Oh, it was literally the exact spot that it fucking took us at. And we like shit ourselves because we were like, what the fuck? And it was taking us further in. But I was like, I'm not going to get shot because of this. Right. They think y'all are coyotes or something or fucking illegals or something. Trespassing. Oh, shit. Oh, no. So I was. Were there trees? Was there any kind of like cover or. It's um, just um, coming. Just grass. Just. Yeah. Yeah, It's like brush, you know, like fucking. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they would be able to see us for sure. So um, there was nothing we could really hide behind except a fucking bush. But with our luck. What what words did you put in the thing? Um, I think we picked scary because I wanted it to be something that was going to be like interesting to see, but she wanted to be fucking scared. So we fucking put in scary or we said scary and Mm -hmm. it took us there. Well, if we would have kept walking in, like we walked up directly to the spot where you could, um, walk through the fence or through the opening that was through the fence. Mm -hmm. But, um, we like peeked over and there was literally like a drop, like it went down into like, uh, a little, I was like a crevice of some sort. And I was like, dude, no, a shallow grave, dude. But it was like, uh, it looked like the opening of a cave. It was fucking weird. Oh my God. I don't think that's what it was, but that's what it looked like from where we were standing. Like if we would have kept walking, it would have just dropped off into this hole. And, and what uh, time was it? Like, was it nighttime? No, it was during the day and it was the scariest shit ever. 
And oh, on top of that, I was slightly under the influence. So oh, I was tripping and I was like, DPS is going to come out of nowhere and be like, what the fuck are y'all doing out here? Uh, yeah, that's the real scare. And I'm not going to be able to keep <laughs> a straight face. So I was like, we need to get Jesus. out of here. And then I'm wearing fucking chanclas, so I'm trying to walk oh, through this. I and I warned you. Well, I didn't think chunkless. that it was gonna take us to the fucking middle of nowhere like that. So, and it's my fucking like my chanclas that I've had for fucking years that don't have like Hello? a goddamn soul anymore. So I could feel Damn. every single rock that I was stepping on, and I was like Ouch. one false move, and I'm gonna get fucking impaled by a goddamn cactus like nail or something something. gonna Mm. get me there was glass and i was like holy shit we need to get out of here oh geez yeah it tripped us the fuck out and then we did scary again but we you could change the radius of where you're looking or where you want it to go so Mm -hmm. we did it in comstock like because we were a little bit on the outside of it well Mm -hmm. um we went in comstock and i was like okay just in here and it took us to an abandoned store that it still had shit inside, but um, it was dark. And this was still during the day, though. So, it, but it was mm-hmm. fucking scary. Like it was creepy as fuck. And on top of that, there was a fucking eighteen wheeler parked. I guess that the person that was driving was resting. But right. I was like, what if that's the scary? Like, what if that's a serial killer? And I was yeah, like, and the fucking store is a distraction. Yeah, and I was like, let's get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, it was it was creepy, but um, it wasn't as successful as I thought it was gonna be, but it was pretty it was pretty entertaining. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um you should go on to Google Earth or whatever and try to find that little cave. Ooh, that's a good idea. Click on it. What if it's not there on the freaking Google search? Actually, I don't think it would be. I think I still it's have creepy. it on my maps. That's cool, though. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was fucking crazy. Oh, there it is. Generated point. Generated point? That's what it's There's a creature living there. in there. It took me there. There's a creature in there that comes out at night. Stop. Ghost. What, what would you do if you heard singing from in there? No, Ew. I would have scared it. I thought I was gonna like trip myself out because I was under the influence. No. Dude, if someone if y'all would have went and like you were like nearby the hole and then somebody from inside the hole was like, help. Oh no. Oh my god, I'm just scaring Absolutely myself. Just thinking about it. <gasps> Here, I'm, I sent you the screenshot of it. It won't tell me the Good exact Lord. coordinates. Dang it. Let me see. <clears throat> All I know is that Ooh. it's 10.24. That's wild. See how so off from of the, the road y'all had to walk? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell. But it's not as far as it looks. Like where we were standing... Like if you, I don't. We could see where the point was from where we were, but not the hole. Yeah, from but where not you, the. Yeah, uh, we had to like really walk, have to go in there. Yeah, if we would have walked in there blind, <laughs> honestly, we would have fallen through. We would have fallen over that edge there. That's the real scare: is you twisting your little ankle, oh, falling in that hole. Deserted out there. She's trying to pull your ass out of there, <laughs> <laughs> and you're all laughing. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear. Jesus uh, Christ. I just want to look um, at the maps. But um, in September, my mother-in-law came to Colorado Springs and we went up to Estes Park, which is supposed to be pretty haunted. Um, and we went to the Stanley Hotel. So that was pretty cool. <gasps> Did you? Um <clears throat> yes where the shining was filmed and um it was cool there was just like a lot of people and there was like a lot of there was like a wedding i think going on or something so it didn't feel as like spooky as it would if there was like nobody there but us and the tour guide um we were on a tour with like 10 other people but she was really nice and let us take our time and take plenty of pictures so i took a picture like of the haunted supposedly haunted mirror that's there it's pretty cool. If anybody goes out to Estes Park, I suggest taking a tour because it's beautiful too. It's just like such a nice little area. Mm-hmm. Um, the scariest part of the tour was the elk that are ready to kill you at any second. But of course, you know me, my dumbass was like trying to go go see him and be like, come here, little guy. Mm-hmm. And they were ready to like kick my face in. Mm-hmm. And then we saw like these two males about to freaking fight it out. It was pretty cool. There's just poop everywhere. Of course. <laughs> but uh but yeah pretty interesting um she told us about this and what was cool about our tour guide too is she uh takes her own pictures and does her own little um investigations and she was showing us pictures that she'd taken and there were some pretty interesting ghost pictures that she had on her phone absolutely um there's apparently like this like underground like where the i guess the boiler is or something and apparently there's like a weird demon thing under there oh what it's, like, the fuck sh- shaped no. weird it's like shaped weird she showed us a picture of him i think she called him pierre or something pierre. but anyway <laughs> yeah i know of course <clears throat> pretty fun Mm-mm-mm. interesting i got the satellite i found the satellite Ooh, you're gonna see a pair of eyes gleaming from down there Ooh. oh i can see it looks it just looks like, oh, maybe that's where they was trying to take us to. Wait, I see a truck there. I wonder if that's like a, what if it's like a dumping point for like drugs or something? Can you stop it? <laughs> <laughs> or where they cross people and they're like, wait in this hole and somebody's going to come by and get you, pick you up. Stop it. Oh, there's the hole. Ooh, you can see it. Here, Satellite. Send you the picture. That reminds me. There's like so many compilations online of uh Google Earth gone wrong type stuff where people oh, are just yes. looking around and then they see something fucking scary. Uh-huh. Where's the oh, it's like a crater. That's what it looks like. Or it's like a fucking... I don't even know how to... I honestly think that whole... part right there is like sunken in. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I wonder what went down there. An explosive? A meteor? I don't know. But that is really... creepy. Well, guys, that concludes our episode 68, and we hope you enjoyed it. 
Let us know your thoughts on our Instagram. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to share with all your friends how delightful we are on here. So yeah, happy Halloween. And we are going to go ahead and record the next one. So we have two episodes this week. Congratulations. Love you guys. Bye. So did we give you the creeps?